Podcast. My name's DK Diamantes. My co-host is Bricky. He has all the crazy, ridiculous Warhammer stuff, and he's going to tell us about it in a second. But before he does, if you enjoy today's podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous, where you can support us. I think I already said that. Whatever. This is going off the rails. Haven't had much sleep. Doesn't matter. If you like us... Go to the Patreon. You can get stuff like access to the Discord, bloopers if they happen. Uh, we have that really great new uh, HD poster that's like themed after uh, Catherine. That's got the Slaneshi demon on the guard and the boobs. Mm, really classy stuff. Anyway, patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous. Wonderful. Uh, Bricky merch and uh, book club. Yes, book club. We are reading Krieg. Classic old Krieg, just released by a person whose name eludes me, Shy will tell me right now. And also, <laughs> if you'd like to get some merch, you can go to Orchidate.com and get out some merchandise. We got shirts, hoodies, stickers. There are still some dice left. There's uh, plenty around to go to plenty around to go around. Oh, and hey, uh, you should yeah, you should you should hop on, grab some. We have new stickers and it's good stuff. So yeah, orchidate.com, check out the description. Uh, Shy has still not ref- told me the author of the Krieg book. Wow, I'm gonna, way to I'm go, go- She is so slow. I'm Krieg. Have you started it yet? I have not. Oh. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, once once you get into it, there's a, there's a, maybe a familiar face or two. Ooh, Steve Lyons. His name is Steve Lyons. Steve Lyons, good for him. Steve Lyons, a really a familiar face or two. Yes, sir. I uh, am hyped. I love a good guardsman book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I am biting my tongue, not telling you who's in it and what it's about. I, <sighs> okay, I'll re I'll get into it. I really, it. really want to. I'm I'm not that far in. I'm like m- maybe two hours in at the most. But uh, yeah. all right, I'll yeah, 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 I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get working on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. DK, you know when you spent you like pull an all nighter or something, and if you feel like you have a lot of energy, but by the time it's about two p.m., you just kind of like die. All nighter, not sleeping. I have no idea what you're talking about. Please uh, tell me more about this sensation. You want to you want to tell you want to tell our audience the reason why you didn't sleep, DK. Um, well, I, I've, I've been on a wonky sleep schedule. Like uh, a couple nights ago, I just couldn't sleep, so I was like, ah. Who cares? I'll just play Elden Ring all night. And so now I'm on a really bad sleep schedule because Elden Ring has consumed my soul. That was a whole lot of bullshit for you just to say the words Elden Ring. The reason is Elden Ring. It's part of it. It's not the main reason, but it definitely, it's a factor. You're you're deflecting. You're parrying me right now. It's called copium. Huff it, Ricky. Mmm. Mmm. Puffing it like gamer mm. girl anime feet. What the fuck? <laughs> no maidens? <laughs> no maidens. Uh, L plus den plus ring plus no maidens plus plus touch grace. Okay. Uh, L plus den is actually pretty good. I never Thank heard you. that one yet. Thank you. Thank you. It, I'm, I'm sure the rest of our fan base has been consumed by Elden Ring mostly. Except so. except it's for an amazing game. Except for the guard players, their vision is gone. They can't play hard games anymore. <laughs> the arthritis too, in their hands is just like I can't hold the controller. They're too busy smoking meats and learning about World War II history. <laughs> Damn, we've been on the Damn. smoking meats topic for a bit. Anywho, um, Elden ooh, Elden Ring aside, yeah. um, you're you ready for your quote, DK? Um, I mean, no, but yes. Okay. <clears throat> it's Slanesh. You, 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 you fucking got it. <laughs> you, you did, he, he did it. That'd be great if it actually was. We just did Slanesh. I know, but you know, I just want more, I want more anime monster boobs. You can't blame me. Uh, I thought you wanted more demonic Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Ooh, that too. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, quote. Quote me. United, our will is greater than any other force. We shall inherit the stars, even if we must first cleanse them in blood. You're never going to get this one. There's no way you're going to get this one. Oh, boy. I mean, that that could be guard shit. Um, it, this could be any faction. In yeah, 40K. like I was saying that could be guard shit because, like, you know, United, the guard are really strong. 
and they could totally unite the stars and bathe them in blood. Um, though, I mean, it it could also be Eldar. It it could be it could be any number of Astartes. Um, there's I'm a part. Gonna... There's a particular word in this entire quote that doesn't match with the mo of most other races. Oh, maybe unification because everybody just wants to destroy everything, and nobody's really worried about unification. I don't know. Um, you're on the right track. I come on, I, DK. You're doing well. It's the towel. Let's go. Yes, let's go. let's go. Is it actually the towel? Well, it's the Farsight Enclaves today, That's, actually. I will be a hundred percent. After I said towel, and you were like, "Oh, he got," I was gonna, I was gonna ask if it was Farsight. Cause they're cause the the regular tower just blah, brainwashing blah, um and I would imagine Farsight are the only one that care about unification and good tidings. Also, let's go Farsight. Yeah, I, well, we're not going to be talking much on like Farsight because that man has. They basically decide okay, of all the character lore we're going to have for the tower, we're going to put it all in him. <laughs> so we'll talk about him a bit, but but he could take like three fucking episodes if i'm being totally honest there's so much on this man oh i'm so hyped dude i'm 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 ready farsight enclave that's the it's like the the tau faction i like the most and i don't know anything about their lore or like with i love the eight um love the eight so, <laughs> love, love the eight immediately, immediately just cuts off <laughs> anime bobas oh. and abs yeah. no, oh, fucking hell fish they're fish people yeah that's okay Okay. All right. No maidens. <laughs> no maidens. Just fish, fish, fish abs. Oh, this is. Oh no. Oh no. What, what the wait? Wait. What the hell? I was scrolling through Farsight's Wikipedia page to see that like, I could get some better quotes for the one I just did. And I just I see a quote and it says, "I've seen things you wouldn't believe," and I'm like, "That's Blade Runner." What? Wow. Entire worlds in flames, chains of supernovas on the edge of nothingness, the great hole in space. I am changed and outcast now. That is literally the Blade Runner. Well, that that it, I, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Attack ships on fire. It, that's literally okay. Forgot games like, workshop. Rain. Games workshop. My my guy. They, they gotta take it from somewhere, right? Mr. Workshop. Jimmy oh. Games. Fun fact, uh, the Tears in the Rain quote uh, that is so notable uh, was completely ad-libbed by, uh, oh shit, what was his name? Like Horace Kruger? Something like that? The guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He completely ad-libbed that part. I did not know that. Yeah, did you know, that wasn't did you know, in the script. Did you know the story of Matt Damon and his brothers in uh, Saving Private Ryan was also ad-libbed? I've actually never seen Saving Private Ryan. It's very good, but that's a hard watch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Tau, Farside Enclaves. Farside Enclaves. Let's go. So we're going to be talking a little bit more about, like, when I say the Farside Enclaves, I'm referring to, like, the group. Mm -hmm. The the Enclaves themselves. Well, we'll touch a little bit on Farside, but honestly, he deserves his own own little uh, section in his own right. Um, but so the Farsight Enclaves is actually you need to take it very literally. Uh, it okay. is it is a Tau Empire. It is the Enclaves. It is an it is an area of space. Um, and that generally is how the Tau Seps operate. So, mm-hmm. like sisters have orders, guard have regiments. The Tau have Seps. Okay. And Seps are, if I am not mistaken, uh, <laughs> actually referring to a area of space you know it is is a section okay so you if you are a there's the tau sept where you come from the major tau area but then there's also things like viorla and viorla is an area of space that you can come from or sasea is one of them as well there's also uh dahlia I, be, I believe um and then borkon a couple others Work on these nuts. Anyway, go ahead. I said, I said, go ahead, man. Like, what's what's the what what happens after the DK? 
Yeah. yeah. I was in I was in the, the supermarket a few days ago, right? Uh-huh. And I was you know how they have those things where you need to like weigh like a bunch of nuts in a bag or something, like the the big shovels. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a symbol on there and it said it was an acronym. It said LBS. Do you know what that stands for? Yes, yes I do. What does uh, it stand for, DK? That's uh, Oh no. Stands for stands for pounds. Yeah, pound this pound this dick down your throat, you <laughs> morons. <laughs> I couldn't help it, Borkon. Like, for, for, what do you mean, this... Borkon? These nuts? What are you borking on? What the fuck are you, a dog? What are you bor you borking on these? Anyway, go ahead. Oh my go god. Ahead. I mean, this oh. day and age, I couldn't pass that up. I could not pass it up. It doesn't even work. It doesn't matter. <sighs> no maidens. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The far the Farsight Enclaves is a section of space. It is also known as the Forbidden Zone by the Tau Empire itself, as they are obviously uh, separatists. Yeah. Um, there is a bunch of heavily fortified Tau colony worlds that are completely independent and in direct opposition of the Tau Empire, and more importantly, the Ethereals. If you play a Farsight Enclaves in game, you I don't think you can even run an Ethereal like. Yeah, you are you are locked why. out. Yeah. Um, now, of course, this was helped founded by Commander Farsight himself, mm -hmm. also known as the hero of Yorla, the protege of Pure Tide, the bane of Greenskins, and even the renounced traitor of the greater good. Many wow. names. Many names. He wears many hats. Yes. Uh, and the name Farsight is actually not his real name. It's a nickname. Oh. Uh, it is comes from his ability to anticipate and exploit the actions of enemies like as if he already knew their battle plan, as if he could see the future, as if he had Farsight. Oh, okay. So that's what in, that's where his name Commander in Farsight. In reality, came. he just has a pair of binoculars. <laughs> Man, imagine Commander Farsight had to all this training and got a pair of binoculars. <laughs> Became a Farsight in two seconds. His actual name is or he, he is ruled by, or bleh, the Farsight Enclaves are ruled by the Firecast member Chasso Viola Shova Caius Montier. Oh boy, Farsight, way easier to say. Or better known as Commander Farsight. And I probably said that horribly, but Chasso Viola Shova Caius Montier, which is actually a, um, is actually cut up and, and has its own individual, like, statements in it. So, so Chas. S-H-A-S is means a member of the fire cast. Okay. O, so Chasso is like a Tau commander, which is the highest rank attainable. So a lot of times when you have like certain people, um, like there is one of the members of the eight whose name is Shasvir Ovesa. Ovesa, high, you know, high mem ranking member. Sure. Um, then you've also got Viorla, which is the sept where Farsight was born. Remember that the Farsight Enclaves is something that he created, so he was in a prior sept before that. So he was mm -hmm. part of Viorla. Um, Shova means far-sighted, so that's the core concept of his okay, name. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Kais means skillful, and Montier means bloodied, or, bl or blooded. Like, uh, I guess blooded could be referred to as, like, veteran, though I don't have any... I don't have any um, sort. I don't. Have, I don't have a source to back that up, so I'm just guessing. Yeah. Um, Damn. Interesting. So their names are like uh, are, are almost like their history and what they're good at, like where they come from, what they're good at, and not necessarily so much as just like, oh, this I did. You know, this, um, my my name's DK. What does DK stand for? Uh, D's canuts. I don't know. Um, Dude. But, <laughs> but ah. <laughs> But, like, their names seem, like, really important. Like, well, it's not well, just yeah. a passing thing. It's it's literally where you come from, what you've done, what you're good at, and, and like, what rank you are. So, like, it's not, like, just this sort of trivial thing that, you know, whatever. Um, that's I'm kind of curious. Cool. I'm kind of curious, though, if any of those parts of his name were actually just his name. Like, like could his, ah. his actual name be Kais Montier? You know, because it means right. skillful and blooded. Maybe just, you know, maybe just his name is Kais. Who knows? Yeah, but yeah. obviously, because Shoss is a member of the Firecast and O is Tau Commander. So Shosso, you know, he wasn't born like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he could be, uh, you know, far-sighted as the Shova party. He could just be Viola Shova. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't read his book. Maybe they tell tales there, but maybe. Um, regardless, that's of course now he's just referred to as Commander Farsight because that's a lot easier. <laughs> it's a lot easier to say, yeah. But you lose some of the really cool like aspects of the uh, of the Tau name. That's true. I I do like the, their nomen- nomenclature. No, the way they say their names. Yeah. Um. So if we back up a little bit, the first ever major. A meeting, I suppose, I use that in, in quotes, was known as the Damocles Gulf Crusade. Now, if we know anything about the uh, Twice Dead King, a crusade is quite frightening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and the, the Damocles Gulf Crusade was the first major military conflict with the Tau. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily the first time they met them, but it was the first time they had any major, like, bat. Like, like this is the big initial... Think of, like, the first Tyrannic War with, like, the Ultramarines and the Tyranids. Yeah. Like, this is the first big one. Okay. Um, so large amounts of far-reaching Imperial worlds, uh, think Caiaphas Cain book, uh, began trading with the Tau, uh, with the Tau Empire, just... Very far out backwater worlds, right? Where yeah. the Imperium doesn't really come around a lot, and you could have generations upon generations of people changing. Yeah, um, they would end up trading with a Tau, and the Imperium arrived to put a stop to it. Um, yep. Just like in the Caiaphas Cain book, like you said. Except this time, a massive, massive war broke out. In, in an enormous war involving. Tons of guard, space marines, just every huge fight, giant crusade. Um, this ended up actually coming to a standstill. Now, um, the oh. Imperials lost billions. The Tau lost billions. It was a horribly oh, bloody. God, that is a lot of. That is a big loss of life. Holy I think shit. the Tau. I think the Tau lost more, actually, by quite a decent margin. But I think that may have been the, the volume of Space Marines, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but then again, Tau getting their ass kicked is like a common theme in GW lore, so it's like the Night Lords. <laughs> yeah, that's that's their lore, is just losing, unfortunately. It seems Hell like. yeah. Trying to be um, good, and then losing, and then being brainwashed. So the after the war broke out, they eventually came to a standstill at the Tau-sept world of Dalyth Prime. So you remember, Dalyth is a Tau-sept, and I'm assuming Dalyth Prime is their first you know planet yeah um and eventually a peace was brokered ironically uh sure. as the imperials were not gaining any ground and the tyranid high fleet behemoth was bearing down on them in other worlds ah so, so they just they needed to put their resources elsewhere man this is this is very similar to the uh, caiaphas cane book kind of it really is. I wonder how much of that was like helped for because the Cain book came out a while ago. I wonder how much that helped form the Tau as like a culture. Yeah, that is because that yeah that's that's exactly why. Oh yeah, there we, were gene stealer cults in there. Yeah, that that is exactly yeah. why the uh, the Imperium really didn't want to start a war with the Tau on that planet, like because they just couldn't afford the resources there they couldn't afford to get into a bloody war with the tau because the tyranids were making a big fuss all over the place and they were like no we can't get into a war with the tau we need our resources elsewhere and it's like huh familiar, familiar. very familiar and, and yeah. very very tau you know tau probably were like we come in peace and and then the imperium were like they come in peace break their legs <laughs> kill them kill them kill them very simpsons yep um anyway so uh with that of course the imperials begrudgingly uh, brokered a peace as the Tyrna High Fleet was about to eat their ass. Yeah. Um, in the aftermath of the Crusade, a particular fire cast commander, Farsight, mm-hmm. uh, led an expeditionary force which broke away from the Empire to set up colonies on the far side of the Damocles Gulf. Damocles Gulf Crusade. Ah. Farsight, um, far side. I like it. I like it. That's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay that, is, that has nothing to do with it but okay i like it i like it anyway it's a, it's got a nice ring to it far sight went to the far side i like it oh my God. 
So anyway, um, the Ethereals, of course, as he bro as he broke away to form his own group, which his motivations for doing so are probably more outlined in both one his book and two his lore, which we will not cover too much today. But uh, so Shy hits me with a with a paragraph here. She says, "I read why Farsight pieced out. He met demons and was like, what the fuck is that?'" And when Ethereal said, uh, don't worry about it, it's just new aliens, he was like, bullshit, you guys have been lying to us the whole time, possibly about everything, so I'm out of here. Whoa, the Ethereals have demons? No, 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 he met demons. Oh. And the Ethereals were like, eh, it's just aliens, don't worry about it. And he's he's oh, like, poor I shit, I guess. So, okay. So Farsight actually, like, went to a planet, he saw demons, and he was like, whoa, whoa, hey, Ethereal, what the fuck is that? And they're like, uh, don't worry about it, it's nothing. Gotcha. This is very Magnus the Red sounding. I, uh, when I first read that from Shy, I thought it was literally like the Ethereals were like communioning with demons. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When did Tau become chaos? What the fuck? Um, but yeah, okay, that makes more sense now. If he just stumbled upon a demon somewhere and was like, hey, uh, found a little weird thing out here, guys. I guess that makes sense. It's like, it's like if you were in a relationship and someone like lied to you about something and you'd be like, well, they lied about this one thing. What, what else, else could they lying about? What else yeah. could they be lying about? Yeah. What yeah, other so, skeletons are in the closet? Yeah, and the ethereals are lying about demons. Yeah, which is a big deal. I, oh yeah, speaking of other things that could wipe out Tau, demons. Oh yeah, chaos. Just chaos in general. Yeah, chaos, demons. They're uh, too busy yeah. fucking each other up though. They couldn't that, give a shit. That's true. Well, Chaos Undivided might consider it, right? You know, Abaddon and all that, right? Nah, Abaddon doesn't give a shit. He just wants to hurt the Imperium. That's fair. The Tower are just annoying Imperium. people. In, uh, they're just annoying, uh, an annoying roadblock. <laughs> Imagine and, thinking a group like the Tower is just like, ah, roadblock. It's like, why are you here? I want, I want to bleed the Emperor. Fuck you. Get out of uh, my sight. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the Ethereals sure. attempted to rewrite history, however... And paint Farsight as a cowardly deserter, or just avoid his mention entirely, snuff him from all history. Right. Uh, the Ethereals forbid all travel to that area, and anyone who argues against that is generally never seen again. Ah, that sounds like a very Imperium way to go about it. They're in the um, walls. And so, Ethereals kind of, sort of brainwash the populace of Tau. Yes. They have like, like suggestive pheromone type things, which I think brainwash them, and they, they remind me a lot of the prophets from Halo. Uh, now, granted, it is I think it's in the Imperium says that they do this, mm -hmm. so I'm not fully sure. And you know, people like Farsight, it, it's hard to tell because that that's like what Imperium like Magos biologists say. Admec biology gotcha. masters. And, you know, Admec are a little crazy. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little. Just a smidge. So it's a little difficult to truly be 100% sure. Um, but the Ethereals do seem like they remind me a lot like of the Prophets from Halo, where they, they seem like they are the overall ruling class and they kind of proliferate lies and and um right you know they're, they're very manipulative yeah where they're not necessarily brainwashing but everybody's just come to believe everything that they say because they're like the higher ups and they're the leaders so you're not necessarily under their mind control but you have no reason to doubt what they say either yeah, I go with that. And, and anyone who who goes against them, well, it is they're branded a heretic. That's much more of an Imperium thing. But you yeah. are going against the status quo, mm -hmm. and that does create problems. And to think about it, the Ethereals are at they are. I mean, the Tau have reason to be frightened. Most to all other races can can cause them some real hurt. The if oh, the Tyranids yeah. decide to really focus on them. <laughs> fuck <laughs> well if if any of the factions decided to focus on the Tau they'd be fucked right like if well if the Imperium focuses on anyone you're done it doesn't matter who you are but I mean that's Maybe a not lot anybody. of resources um, they'd have to almost bleed themselves dry and leave themselves open to an attack from anybody else but I mean they could um, the orcs will mm -hmm. fuck anybody up the Eldar would 
you know, so. I, mean, I don't think the Eldar, the Dark Eldar, would have a chance. Um, oh, really? Okay. I, I, I think they're too, they're, they're too small. The Dark Eldar, remember, are almost entirely oh, in Kamara. That's true, yeah. And the Craft World Eldar are having difficulties of their own. Um, very yeah. small. But, but like, orcs... You, you think about the three horde armies in the game, right? Orcs, <laughs> Nids, and the Imperium of Man. Yeah. And no, they they would probably... Up. Yeah, they, they'd fuck anyone. Or, yeah. up to an extent, of course. The, the mm -hmm. Tyranids and the Orcs probably the most part. But yeah. it doesn't mean the Tau wouldn't put up a put fucking up a fight. fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, anywho... Um, moving on to the Enclave stuff. The Enclave, of course, is actually, the area of space now, is surrounded by a bunch of floating fortresses. These giant, like, orbital platforms, which creates a pretty formidable barricade against all invaders and Tau incursions. The uh, colonies... Or, or the Tau have sent drones and scanner drones into this area multiple times to try to spy on the enclaves, and most often don't get anything back. Um, <laughs> but sometimes one makes it through. And the colonies scanned are very interesting. They're heavily built up worlds, giant populations in the enclaves, and entire moon bases dedicated to like manufacturing. Um, yeah. The enclaves originally bore symbols of other seps, mainly Viorla. Viorla is a pretty large portion of the Enclaves, but there's also Sasea, the Tau one, and more. Now they have created their own symbol as a unified banner, uh, of course, unsanctioned by the Imperial, or Imperial, <laughs> Ethereal High Council. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, as a distant colony, their war gear is a bit dated, They've got some like older kind of stuff because they yeah. don't get their stuff e as easily. However, a lot of fancy pantsy Tau ethereal level prototypes have been seen there, classified Ooh. ones. Ooh. So they might have some peeps in your okay. midst. Okay. Okay. They've got some uh, double agents working in in the Tau Empire. They probably got plenty. Uh, okay. So, uh, how many people? Uh, sort of, I don't want to say went heretical, but how many people went with Farsight? Like, when he was like, yo, these ethereals are lying their balls off. Like, how many people were like, oh, yeah, I'll totally forsake these guys that I've trusted my whole life on the say-so of this one really good commander? Like, well, how often do people turn and go to Farsight? A reminder that Farsight is basically like a war hero. He, mm -hmm. he, is, he is a god-tiered commander, and so everyone kind of loved him to begin with. And and then when he leaves, it, it's like, it's it's like if you, I don't know, it's like if Marnius Calgar bailed. <laughs> but still, like if if your ethereals are like, yeah, he might be a war hero, but he's a traitor. Don't trust him. Like who do you, who do you trust in that situation, right? Because you're you're conflicted. You've got the ethereal that you've always trusted and always been conditioned to trust, otherwise death. And you've got your war god who's saying that the guy that you've always believed in is a fucking liar and you should turn... Like, how, that's such a conflict. Like, like how, how, how does a Tau deal with that? Imagine, imagine you're like an ultramarine, a blueberry, mm -hmm. and you've got Marnius Calgar, and then you've got the head of the Ecclesiarchy, Ecclesiarch Decius or something. Mm -hmm. You've been following Decius your entire time, the head of the church and the head of all this stuff, and then Calgar is the one who says, we gotta fuck, fuck the church, we gotta go. You, you generally probably would have a little bit more comfort in the battle brother, the guy you fought with, yeah. instead of like the, the hocus-pocus pointy hat ethereal on, on a disc floating yeah. around doing things like that. Um, that being said... I don't know how big the Farsa Enclaves are. I know I, I have actually a collection of their planets, which we'll talk about in a moment. It's kind of cool. There's five of them. Okay. Um, but I'm assuming, you know, however many people can fit in five planets. Like, <laughs> I'm a, it's billions. It's not trillions. It's yeah. billions. But, you know, you also think of 40K scale. That's you know, true. Like, it's going to be a lot. Compared to the Imperial. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess soldiers would be way more... Uh, willing to go with Farsight regardless of what the Ethereal said, because like you said, if you're a soldier that's fought alongside Farsight and he saved your life countless times by being a great commander, of course you're going to put your trust in him. And, yeah. uh, brother in arm over anything, mm -hmm. you know? 
Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like, you know, the Imperium literally has a million planets. Yeah, and you've got five. five. <laughs> Not exactly the biggest threat on their radar. No. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, actually, in talk of these planets, let's let's discuss them. But okay. let's also discuss the caste system first. Let me try to remind you about these. Oh. Okay. Um, the, there's the four castes, Earth, Water, Air, and Fire. And, and they wielded all these elements. And, and some bald fucking kid with an arrow on his head decided to kill, Every, kill everybody. Everything was going well until the Fire Nation attacked. I mean, the Fire Nation is the military cast of the Empire, so yeah, I'd say so. Shocking development. All right, cool, cool, cool. The uh, the Fire casts are, yeah, the, they're the military cast. They are <laughs> tend to be a little bit taller, a little more muscular, uh, the people themselves. They're professional soldiers. They're in training regime at, right after birth. They're thrown right in there. They're discipline, wow. hard work, <laughs> you know, that camaraderie. The, the, they're the classic warriors, you know? Damn, right at birth, huh? Well, hyper hyperbole, but you get the point. Very yeah. early on. What is it? Just like if you're born to someone from the fire cast, you're just like, yeah, you're going to be a soldier. Like you have no say in the matter. I think so. I mean, maybe you could pop your way out of it, but it, it really depends. I'm not sure how they handle people who don't want to be part of their cast. It's hard to go against tradition to such an extent and also against the entire cast and to the point if they're if they're more muscular possibly even genetics of this cast oh that's true because that that's right you you said they're taller a little more muscular yeah so yeah. genetics would have them be a soldier fair enough uh after that you have the air cast the air cast normally are messengers but they're also the pilots and starship crews so when you think of air you literally do think of Air pilots, yeah. crews of, of ships, but also they are communications. Mm. Uh, you know they're uh, a little a little smaller, um, apparently, but uh, also because of their constant exposure to zero and low gravity environments, so they're a little bit taller. Their their limbs are a little slender. Their bones are a little more hollow. Mm -hmm. um, gotcha. But they they tend to be much more operative in the. They're sometimes called the invisible cast. Because they operate outside the borders of the empire, they they they're ah. maybe a little bit of trade, you know, a yeah. little bit of uh, the messaging, you know, pilots, that kind of stuff. Okay, so they're kind of sort of like an air force. Yes, but also yeah. with a lot of messenger stuff too. Right, and uh, they often help uh, move around the water cast. The water cast are merchants, diplomats, and administrators. They are entirely the annoying um, <laughs> politics group. Huh. I wonder they, why they're the water cast. Like, because the other two make sense, because fire is, you know, very typical symbol of war, combat. Air is, you know, they're in, they're in the air, they're flying, they're talking, requires air, communication. Uh, why are merchants water? I am going to assume that it is about the concept of, since they are bureaucrats, negotiators, politicians, merchants, diplomats, is all entirely dedicated to the smooth flow and function of the empire. Oh, I like that. Good, that, good, good. Did you just make that up? I just made that up. I'm making an assumption. I like that. That's that's kind of deep. I like it. I think we should go with that. That's, that's, that's a fair guess. I like it. I like you know it. What, you know what else is deep? These nuts. I was going to say water. Oh, I, th I thought you were going to try and get me back for doing that this whole episode. Oh, nope. no. I oh, had nothing. No. I, I played myself. You, you, you've you only played me. Oh, well, that's fine. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Last but not least, there is the Earth cast. Uh -huh. And the Earth cast is farmers, laborers, technicians, mechanics, uh, industry, industry, yeah. industry. Also, lots of uh, artisans and scientists, and you know, engineers. That that entire idea. They, they are constantly building. People of the soil. People of people the people of soil. Exactly. Yeah. People okay. who who create and craft and and repair the earth okay. cast. So I, I like that. I like that cast system because everybody's cast makes sense as to what they specialize in. And it's like kind of cool because all five of the worlds are, well, four of the five, are related to a cast. And oh, cool. the th this is honestly, like, I'm actually shocked the amount of effort and detail put into it. This is the, the interesting thing, right? Like, the uh, Imperium has a million worlds, so there's a chance for a million stories. 
The tower, the far side, have five worlds. Therefore, there's a chance for a very like well crafted in specific story. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so the main one is known as Viorlos, and Viorlos is the capital of the Enclave, and it's the home of Farsight himself and the majority of his forces. It is covered in in lots of water, uh, tons of underground uh, underwater sea life, but there's lots of land masses, but they're rimmed by volcanic chains and tons of geothermic and volcanic energy. So think of it. I think of it a little bit like the the Pacific. Okay. You know, lots of volcanoes, but like the like islands and, and land masses, but they're lots of, of blue water and all this volcanic, you know, activity makes tons of geothermic energy and power. Makes sense. Makes sense. And I don't know why, but that suddenly reminded me there's a uh, I wonder how that uh, island that new island is forming in Hawaii. There's a there's an island that uh, I think they call it Lahaina. No, they have a name for it, but it's it's supposed to pop up. It start popping up in like a thousand years or something. So probably hasn't I, made too much progress since I was last there. Since you were last there, you said yeah in two in like two thousand. So so silly. Been a while. But it makes sense. It's okay. I, I just, just the concept that a new island is being formed is like I'm sure it's common, but just the fact that it's happening is it's, yeah, it's, it's happening as we speak. There is a new Hawaiian island being formed uh, underwater. Where were the people? Where the, were the Chinese government trying to make, make man-made islands or something? Probably. Way back when, probably. Yeah, probably. Weird stuff. That, that, yeah, that sounds like something that would happen. Uh, sounds like something is, America would do too. This is why they have no maidens. Mm. Anyway. Uh, obviously, this is the home of the Firecast, and there are a ton of natural resources, but also a huge amount of training grounds in on this planet because it's the home of the major military functions, the home of Farsight, all of his forces, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, next planet is Tinecla or Tinecla, whatever. Uh, it is very weird. It is a planet-sized crystal polygon. Oh. It what? is an enormous, like, diamond oh, of I like this it. enormous crystal, and the aircast live here, floating around it in habitation pods and orbital stations, orbiting a gigantic crystal. Whoa. This giant mineral crystal is so close to true transparency that they actually, like... Originally, it wasn't, and they cut it down to try to make it as transparent as they can to represent the beliefs of the air cast. The orbital stations look like the same crystal, so it's like little baby crystal stations orbiting it around to show the power of its air cast and the and the overall strength of the enclaves in like its form and function. Wow! It is a giant translucent crystal surrounded by stations and hab pods. Uh, orbiting it that look like crystals. That's that 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 sounds really cool, actually. Uh, it is I, really bizarre, I, but it's super I, dope. I wish there was like an artist rendition of it because that sounds so strange for for like your home planet. It, it's like it's your home planet, but not really because you're just hovering around outside of it in other little crystals and hab pods. And that, that's that sounds like some serious like that, that sounds like a really good setting for some sort of like sci fi movie or book. Ooh, um, I actually found an image of it. it it's Ooh. not it's not a, it's like a diamond. It's more of like a dodecahedron. Ah, OK. And it's, uh, yeah, it's like this kind of turquoise-looking crystal uh, surround. So so all the stations are more like Odecahedron oh, style. It looks like a D20 almost. Yeah. And look, that's, that's, that's so cool. I love that. It's, it's... It's an oh, engram. Oh, my God, it's a destiny engram. <laughs> open it, open uh, it. Oh, no, it's a, bl- it's a blue. Oh, it's actually a green. Oh, uh, no. Oh, uh, trash. Oh, God, D1 syndrome. Oh, did you think you got a legendary? Sorry, it's a green. Ugh. Ugh, absolute trash. Garbage day. The next one is the Guavesario. Hey, Guavessa! Mm-hmm. It is home to the main human population. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yep, who broke up 
broke off and decided to join the Tau Empire. Yeah. The the is is a a human planet. It's got Tau on there and stuff, of course, but okay. it is the home of the main human population. And I mean, I mean, yeah, the there are plenty of humans that saw the Tau as better, and they broke off and went to the Tau, and they have a planet there. For a second there, I thought you were going to say it was only humans. I was like, wow, very trusting, Tau. Holy shit, very trusting and tolerant. You don't usually see that kind of tolerance in 40K, but uh, damn. Well, even if they were, I mean, let's not forget the Tau probably have like a million satellites and like they could probably see anything and everything because they're super advanced. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, what are they fucking going to do? Like, what is the space marine going to come help them? <laughs> wow, that's that's true. I mean, they're they're really into the Tau too, so it's like they have no reason not to trust them. Yeah, that's true. And um, the Tau probably seem like an absolute like picnic after dealing with the fucking Imperium for so long. The uh, the next one is the Salache or Sa- or Salache. Mm-hmm. It, this is a weird one. It is a collection of giant viscous gloves of liquid. Wait. Did you say a collection of viscous gloves? Or, is that what's... Yeah. Uh, if you look on this picture on the right-hand side, it is a, a oceanic cloud. It is a it is like water in zero gravity, but to an immense scale. Whoa. That is so weird. They're each the size of a small moon, and they orbit a nearby sun as like a group. And naturally, the water cast live there. Um, no yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had to make it clear. I had no to way, make it clear. Bro. Fuck you, these nuts. <laughs> it looks really cool, though. It's literally like a collection of just like bubbles that are just mm-hmm. kind of floating around as a collection. And that's that's such a weird, odd, very cool idea for a planet, though. Um, like a water planet that's just like a collection of gigantic bubbles. And that's, uh, that's dope. And the obviously the water cast they spend a lot of time there to like meditate on like mm-hmm. the fluid nature of the cloud and the fluid nature of life. And apparently they don't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> apparently somewhere in the book, if you ever visit there or someone from there, it's like being a vegan or CrossFit. They'll oh. immediately tell you about it, like instantly. Yikes! It's like it's like yeah, we live on Salashane, and the the beauty of the water and the belief is like oh my god! And don't forget these are all like diplomats and politicians. I was gonna say you can't get a politician to ever shut up anyway, right? And it's merchants that always want to sell you on shit and always want to talk your ear off anyway. So yeah, that 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 fits. That I fits. I went to them to the Salashane because I wanted to save them, but they saved me. I hate it. They're white women in Africa. <laughs> oh God! Uh, very cool looking planet, though. That is super dupe. They have really, really cool planets. Holy shit! Um, the last one is uh, Louvgral, and this is obviously home to the Earth class because it's the only one we're missing. Yep. And it is a bunch of drab earthen or earthian or drab earthen spires. Oh, spires. Okay. And, uh, well, not like the whole thing is inspires or anything, but it's mm-hmm. like, um, it's, it's kind of, it looks like a hexagon. So what you're or, saying or, is it's inspired? Oh my God. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's a terrestrial, it's a, it's a terrestrial arid world. All right. Okay. However, it's covered in drab earth inspires and it is the interior of the planet is woven with miles and miles of white and silver tunnels laced oh. with technology, like fucking Elon Musk's boring company, but like working. <laughs> you know? But like working. Yeah, That's like something Elon Musk could never f- quite figure out is the working part. As a as a man who owns a Tesla, the car is very good and it is all the rage. But mm. I the, the the concept of making a tunnel without the ability for emergency services like ambulances and, and yeah. one lane and nowhere to go is not that smart. Nope, that's a that's what we call in the business a death trap. 
That is what we like to call in the business not based. No, it is very cringe. Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting argument, DK. How about you back it up with a source? <laughs> Sources. Fuck you. Oh, you don't. You didn't get it right. It's the Senator Armstrong thing where he's like, oh. my sources, I made it the fuck up. Oh, that's right. Ah, you showed ah, me that meme and no, everything. And I no maidens. Oh, God, I need to touch Grace. Uh, that The fact that it's actually touch Grace is so funny to me. <laughs> right. Considering how recent the touch grass meme is, they, they didn't do that on purpose. It just, it's it's just, just happenstance. Up. It's so good. Yep. Yep. Anywho, um, the interior woven that way, but obviously the earth cast is in there, and they never stop building. They wow. never stop creation. Those those areas covered in mag trains, vaults, research centers, observatories, everything. They do not stop. It Damn. is pure industrial complex. Sometimes scientific industrial complex, sometimes military industrial complex. Sometimes okay. uh, habitual, like sometimes it's like they will not stop creating stuff. In fact, it's actually a little frightening. I, I worry that they're going to be like the think tank in Fall New Vegas with all the, the lobotomite guys, the brain dudes. Oh, yeah. And they're just going to keep on building and it's going to keep on going and going and going. And did you did you know that that they um did you know that they that the. Fallout New Vegas, those dudes with the with the screens and the brain. Did you know they made the Cazadors? Uh, what are the Cazadors again? The horrifying orange-winged wasps. Oh, they made those? Yeah, they just fucked around and spliced some some tarantula hawk DNA with like other stuff. Oh, because they because they felt like it. Oh, because they just didn't stop. They just kept making new stuff, and they just oh okay. They also so, made Night Stalkers, the the rattlesnake like ooh, coyotes. Oh god, those are I I remember those. Those are yeah, fun. They're not good people. That's like the yeah. big kind of ending with that yeah. one. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, I guess the Earth cast kind of could become that if they just never stop creating and they're always making something and they're always building something. It could eventually get to that point. Like if they just you know if nothing. You know, exterminatus is their planet. I'm I'm assuming they could over industrialize. You never really know, but I'm hoping that their their overall government and I concepts will keep them from doing so. And yeah. and, and you know, because as you can see on the planet, there are enormous hexagons cut through it, and that oh, yeah. is that is the Earth casts doing. Damn, those are massive too. Like that's that's a <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. It, it, it's shit. it's pretty nutty, yeah. Um, so that, those are the main planets of the Far Side Enclaves, all very much the epitome of the various casts. Mm -hmm. Um, you want me to tell you about the eight? Oh, I would love to hear about the eight. Wonderful. That's what made me like the Far Side Enclave in the first place. Let's talk about the eight. Torch Star. That is the one that has the least lore. Abs. Okay. Um, the, of course, the leader of the eight is Commander Farsight himself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go over that one. Yep, because we'll probably um, do an episode on him. Yep, yep, yep. The next one is Honor Shasvir Ovesa. Ooh. And Ovesa is not a Shasvir at all, which I don't know what Shasvir means. I know Shas means fire cast. I don't know what the VRE means. Hmm. Um, but they're actually an old Earth cast colleague of Farsight. Oh. Um, kept al alive by Micro jo Jones. Micro Jones. Micro Jones? Micro Jones Town. I love lean. Um, <laughs> micro drones of his own invention. Uh, and given All that right. Commander Farsight is a diehard fire cast person, mm -hmm. they and it doesn't really like the other casts a whole lot, then it speaks a lot to like their bond. Damn. Um, yeah. Ovesa is the great honor of piloting uh, the battle suit as an Earth cast, which is very rare. Uh, but they pi pilot the biggest one, the XV-104 Riptide. Ooh, the big boy, huh? Mm-hmm. Lots of, uh, of AI has been invented to integrate into the Riptide to make it really strong. And along with his technological genius, it's it's it compensates for his lack of a lifetime of training through all of his use of AI. Right, okay. Next up is Commander Bravestorm. 
Uh, this is kind of like a dreadnought. They were entombed in a life support system after critical injuries. And since then, uh, they were actually confined into the, their battle suit using a core support cocoon uh, into an oh. XV-8 Crisis Iridium Mantle. It's a crisis suit. Okay. Um, Bravestorm, despite this all, has not lost their love for you know the greater good and still fights, despite the fact that they're basically a dreadnought. All right. Cool. Tau Dreadnoughts. Apparently Dreadnought. they got them. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, next up is Commander Brightsword. Right. Uh, Commander Brightsword. If I'm not mistaken, this might be the weird one, or maybe somebody else. He better um, have some energy swords, I swear to God. Uh, yes. They they are they are, uh, um, have a pair of fusion blasters. And oh. if I'm unmistaken, fusion blasters are like, oh, wait, they're short range, like melta weapons. Oh. Which I think can be changed to fusion blades, which are like the armored core swords. Okay. Um, so I think they are that way. They're, he is a lead from the front kind of guy. Rapid okay. insertion uh, into battle and then finds the most powerful target, annihilates them first, and tries to get out. Very, so he, very he's aggressive. Kind of a, a, a melee uh, unit, if you will. Yeah, we'll go. Well, not really a melee sort unit. Sort of hit and run. Close uh, range. Melee unit. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I would assume that with that, they are in, if I know anything about Tau, he is in a Cold Star Commander suit, which is one of my favorites of them all. I'm going to assume that. I might be wrong. Okay. But I'm going to assume. Um, next up, you have Commander Shavastos. Which is the first Tau to be fitted with a pure time, pure tide Engram Nero chip, uh, which is a fancy pantsy chip to make them super smart. Okay. Uh, however, cool. this prototype chip, known as the Sword of Pure Tide, uh, was not working properly and was only saved from their subsequent lobotomization oh. uh, after the Farsight sealed them away in a stasis uh, chamber until he could find a cure. And a couple decades later, he was able to find the way to recalibrate the chip and reawaken the old warrior so they may continue to fight and live. Oh, okay. So the chip works well now. It's yes. not, you know, making him go crazy or anything. Okay, cool. Took a couple decades to get it done. Uh, but the fact that they're always able... They're kind of like Farsight where they're always able to know what the enemy is doing before them gotcha. is, is kind of the part of the whole deal. Nice. Um, the next one is Shasvir Oblatai. 9-0. Okay. This is a little bit of a weird one. Uh, Oblet they are in a broadside battle suit, which is one of my more favorite ones. All right. uh, and is, uh has a whole bunch of goddamn missile launchers and crap. <laughs> and they are not piloted by a person. They're oh. piloted by an AI engram of the original person, Shasvir Oblatai. Hence oh. why they are Shasvir Oblatai 9-0. Oh, so it's an AI of the person instead of like an actual person? It is an AI recreation of the person. Wow, that's some serious heresy right there. Oh, that is fat heresy. The Imperium <laughs> is malding right now. <laughs> yeah, they, they are indeed malding, yes. Uh, they that's, are particularly good at using... Uh, support fire because they are covered in missiles. <laughs> if you can look at their picture, it's the second one down, or the third one from the bottom. Just missiles in the arms, missiles oh, on the shit. back. Yeah, that is just all missiles. Uh, the next, the second to last is Commander Aracom. They are in a enforcer battle suit, which, if I am not mistaken, is a good way to say big and chunky, and I think <laughs> punchy. All right, all right, cool. They uh, are known for mounting a huge suite of anti-infantry weapons. Mm -hmm. um, and they basically just like burnt down entire formations. They seek out masses of enemy foot soldiers. And they are just basically kind of like just like try to mow them all down. Um, they're a very analytical person. And they encourage the rest of the eight to review and critique their past battles via like a hollow vid. Kind of like a, a team watching their prior fight. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, to, gotta watch the footage. Gotta review the footage and see where you can be better. It's my uh, my mentality that Aracon is 
kind of like the nerd who's like everyone wants to go drink after a battle and he's like no we need to we need to check to make sure that we 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 need to see if we do better we need to look back at our videos at Obletai, you really need to step up your game and this and this and like beep boop yep it's the it's the it's the annoying coach that that wants you to spend too much time reviewing tape Last but not least, we have Sub Commander Torchstar. Let's go! The mighty Torchstar. The best of the eight, am I right? They are a defector from the Tau Empire uh, as well, and they are the youngest of the group mm -hmm. and the most impe impetuous, I think is the term. They okay. carry around with twi two twin flamers and uh, are known for having flame uh, tattoos on their body. And, and being ripped as fuck, right? No, that is not canon, just the tattoo part. Oh, well, I'm making it canon that I know. Star is ripped as fuck. I know, we'll eventually get the fucking flaming, poster. Flaming we'll bikini. We'll get the poster made at some just point. Just sweltering abs. Yeah, let's go. Sweltering? Yeah, because they're so... It's just Torch Star, you know? She, she swelters you, you could I guess. Fucking, you could fucking make sushi on those abs. Hell yeah, you could you could boil an egg on those abs. <laughs> fucking let's go. Omelette abs. She is, is considered to be quite omelette abs. She's considered to be quite <laughs> reckless, and, and she just kind of literally charges headfirst, headlong with double flamers and torches everything in the path, hence the name Torch Star. Let's go. What a badass. And that's the eight. And they took them out of the new Tau Codex. Yeah, that's such bullshit. That, that is, is fucking ridiculous. That is a hot load. They, I'm is. assuming they're just like, well, you can just make them yourselves by taking that many commanders. But it's lame. It's lame as shit because then they're just a regular built one. They have no fancy pantsy abilities like like Gaunt's ghosts. Every character has an ability. Like everyone has their own thing. Mm -hmm. This is they're so they're not great in the game, but they're so well made. And and the and they could have done something like that and they didn't and it's <sighs> cringe. Is there any chance that they're going to add them with, like, a supplemental codex or something? I don't know, but they could, and they might if people want that, and they like money. So if they do, then, well, we'll see. So what you're saying is we need to tell everyone to pitch, pitch a shit fit on the internet about getting the 8 back in so that GW will be like, hey, people really like these 8, and they want more of the 8, and... Then they'll add them back in and make new minis for them? Probably not, but uh, maybe. Well, fuck it. As long as it's canon that Torchstar has sweltering abs, I'm, I'm in. As long as it's canon, you say? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I've got bad news for you, buddy. In my head, canon, it's, it's all facts. These are true facts. True. True. <laughs> Yep. That's what facts are, is true. <laughs> so my dad used to say all the time. He's like, oh, yeah, I did this, this, and that. True fact. And I was like, wait, what? Isn't that... You confuse me, dad. <sighs> all right. You know, DK? Yeah, I think Bricky. we... I think, um... I think it's time for us to go get some maidens. Oh, yeah. Definitely time to go outside and touch Grace. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, yep, yep, yep. I'd rather just touch Grace inside. Oh, well, I guess you could do that, too. Can't get any maidens inside, though. The internet says otherwise. Well, that's true. Ronnie is, uh... Mm. Mm. Ro Ron Battle suit Ronnie. <laughs> Battle suit Ronnie, yep. Fires Star and Ronnie sitting in a tree. <laughs> Moons. And they're both blue, too. This is dumb. Like it's 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 now it's canon that Ronnie is a Tau. This is dumb. I God God damn it! We spent the whole God. What has my week been? I spent the, I spent all the all the last <laughs> last week grinding up for the new Witch Queen fucking day one raid. Did the day one raid? <laughs> took nine hours and couldn't get past the second boss. Fucked caretaker. Literally didn't have the damage no matter what we try him. 
Couldn't mm. get through there. See, immediately the day after, play Elden Ring, touch Grace. I'm living in a simulate. The, the, the <laughs> fact that the, the major plot point of Elden Ring is to, is to be touched by a woman is fucking shocking to me. Miyazaki mm -hmm. is on the sauce. He yep. is on the sauce. And and when you finally get uh, uh, Fia to hold you, she gives you a health debuff. She does? Yeah. She gives you a little bit of a health debuff until you... Uh, I think you have to use her blessing and then rest at a uh, grace before you can get rid of the... Uh, is that what that red square is on my screen? <laughs> yeah, the red square with the down arrow. That's from her. Oh, no! I didn't know that! Yeah, that's from her. That's from Fia. I... I remember her being called the deathbed companion, but I, I, I got touched anyway because I felt like it. She gave me the clap. Yes, she did. She did. She, she stole your health. So I knew know. I should never have trusted women.